0: I think if you just persist and know that there is something good at the end of it and persist for even a couple of hours after work, um, you can create a source of passive income for yourself.
1: Welcome to the Balanced Medics Handover Podcast. Are you questioning whether medicine is right for you and not sure what to do next? If so, you've come to the right place. This podcast is full of real examples of doctors that have gone down different paths to prove that it's possible to transform your life and that it's never too late. I'm your host, Isabella, the founder of Balance Medics and a doctor that left clinical medicine. If you're ready to make changes now and live a life more aligned with your own values, coaching could be for you. You don't need to stay stuck. Reach out and see what's possible at balancemedics.com forward slash coaching. And now to the podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Balance Medics Handover podcast. Today we have a bit of a different episode. Our guest, Dr. Eunice Chow, is a junior doctor from New Zealand This year, she is giving medicine a break to become a digital nomad and is documenting her journey on YouTube. I thought it would be fun to chat with Eunice so that we can share her story and show it's okay to take time away from medicine and that logistically it can be done. So without further ado, let's hand over to Eunice. Hey, how are you? Hello, how are you doing?
0: I'm so good. Thanks for inviting me to your podcast. Thanks for coming on. Very, very grateful for this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, thank you. I'm really grateful for you to be here today sharing your journey.
0: Absolutely.
1: It's, it is a bit
0: of a journey, not going to lie. It's, it is hard to take <laughs> a year off. I can see why it's, a, you know, it's something that not many people do, especially if they're in medicine.
1: Yeah, and it has to be. I think we need to share those stories more so people can see it's maybe a bit difficult, but it's possible. Absolutely. So, can we start with you sharing your journey and how you got to where you are now?
0: Yeah, no problem. Um, well, I I'm in PGY three, so I think in New Zealand we call it PGY three, but essentially third year of being a junior doctor, being a house officer, um, and this sort of idea of digital nomading, which is what I'm doing this year, taking a whole year off, um, traveling and working online on a laptop, Um, this idea only got introduced to me at the start of being a junior doctor by my current boyfriend. Um, He's a digital marketer, so it really fits his career. And at first I was really adverse to the the sound of the idea because I'm the type of person who... Just, you know, a bit of a gunner. I just want to keep going with my career, go to finished house officering, getting my registration, move on to a registrar, and then becoming a consultant and getting my own practice. Like, that was my goal. And I didn't see that there was anywhere of deviating, you know, deviating from that. But then I started working, um, and it was pretty tough. Like, the hours were quite (laughs) tough. and... Really, um, it just wasn't what I expected. Yeah, so you know, I just gave it a bit more thought about doing this for a year, and finally decided last year September I resigned, and now I'm traveling. Like I'm I'm in Malaysia at the moment, and next we're going to um going to Thailand. And then to Taiwan, and we're just gonna explore the world pretty much while we're working online.
1: That's amazing. That sounds like so much fun. And after doing the hard years, you know, the first two years, it must be um, a relief a little bit to to relax in that sense.
0: That's right. Yeah. I think especially because I'm not sure in Australia, but, um, you know, in New Zealand, when you finish high school, you're straight away you're chucked into university and you do pre-medicine and then after that it's a continuous five years of med school and then after that you go straight into working and there's not really any breaks in between. So um, I find that it will be quite, it's quite beneficial to just sort of have a year of, um, of a break and really reevaluate what's sort of important in life. I think, and um, just because burnout is is quite a real issue, um, not only with you know with me, but a lot of my colleagues around me are thinking of resigning as well mid year. I think mid year this year, just because no one's getting their annual leave approved, you know, and it's sort of quite a bit of a toxic cycle.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent, and I think. Yeah, in Australia, it's very similar with junior doctors. Um, you know, we most of us are from high school. We go straight into university, straight into working, and we don't really have that time to kind of just enjoy ourselves. It's a lot of hard work and burnout is at an all-time high, especially with COVID. And I wanted to ask you more. You were saying that when you started working, it wasn't what you expected. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, and um, I think...
0: Especially well um, in pre med, well before before doing medical school, I don't think I really researched about medicine very much, like the working condition, what it's what it's like to really be a doctor. You know, there's quite a glorified image around being a doctor, especially in Asia, um, and so becoming a doctor and seeing working those hours long hours and seeing the hard work that does need to be put into it yeah i think those sort of conditions aren't really made too clear to students applying to become you know, to become a doctor i feel um and initially that was what i wanted to address as well in my youtube video hopefully medical students who are wanting to become a doctor they could see what what it really is like so then they've got a better sort of more of a informed making a more informed decision of becoming the doctor
1: yeah I think it's really hard to know what you get yourself into because I was similar and that I had no idea like I didn't even I hadn't really even been to a hospital before like I just exactly zero yep. idea and I just thought I'm gonna help people mm,
0: <laughs> yeah and um I think I think especially in medicine in general medicine anyway in New Zealand, it's quite it's quite like geriatrics and in in our house officer years, a lot of we have a lot of exposure to medicine, which means that we have a lot of exposure to managing conditions that can't be fixed, whereas you know um doctoring it's sort of portrayed as you always treat conditions and cure people. Um, but that realization of a lot of things are really just managing the the tip of the iceberg was sort of mind blowing for me I think
1: yeah, definitely a lot of a lot of medicine is kind of placement you know, trying to find a home for people and um, a lot of geriatric medicine mm. in Australia as well. Mm. Uh, can I ask you what you expected it? to be like what was your vision in medicine?
0: It was like I said very glorified sort of like you go in someone's sick and you wave a magic wand give them drugs and then they get better and go home and enjoy their life and don't keep coming back into the hospital which is you know um, often a lot of the patients are so comorbid that you you um, manage them their conditions and then couple of weeks later you see them in the hospital again that really was not what I expected yeah. yeah what what was your sort of image of medicine
1: I think I was very naive when I started medical school I was 17 so in Australia there's no pre-med for some things mm. it's just straight from high school so oh, okay. 17 in medical school very excited to be there um, and I just had this thing of I want to help people that's all I kind of would say I didn't really have I don't think a deeper understanding to be honest of what I was going to do. I enjoyed learning um, and I was very shy. (laughs) So it was a very big learning curve. Um, So I have to say that I think going into it, I really didn't have a clear idea of what I wanted to do. But I just again, I'd say glorified probably as well. Um, I just thought it was like you go in there and you fix everyone, which obviously is not how it really works. <laughs> no. mm. I wanted to ask you what medical school like was like for you.
0: Medical school. Um, I think medical school was a lot of fun, to be honest, and especially after finishing pre-med, which is a year of very intense studying, obviously to try get through all that competition to get into medical school. So after that, there was a lot of, um, I guess, proper uni life because that one whole year was just in the library every day, every single day, so med school was a lot of fun, I met lots of great people, lots of good friends, I, and I quite, I really enjoyed the structure of medical school, actually, also, like I, to be honest, I wasn't very sure that medicine was what I really wanted to do either, like, um, I knew that I wanted to help people as well, but you know, there are lots of ways of helping people and medicine was one of them and I guess a lot of it was also um following my sister's footsteps I have two older sisters and both of them went to the same university as as me um so I sort of just followed along and um, applied for everything including medicine and I got it so I was like oh well well let's give it a go um And doctor sounds pretty cool. Let's see what happens here. So, you know, I wasn't, it wasn't a very, how do you say it? Like I was a very respectful um, reason for doing medicine, I guess. It's sort of just going with the flow, which is why I think um, this year, taking a year off is important so that I get to do what I really enjoy or just trying different things outside of medicine you know what I mean
1: yeah and there's a lot to unpack there with what you just said I feel like with the let's see what happens in applying I can definitely relate I thought I'll try once see if I get into medicine yeah and my backup plan was actually fine arts degree oh my gosh (laughs) because I like to draw so it's a very different backup plan personally Um, but I got in and I was like, okay, like similar to you, let's give this a go, doctoring a go. And like you said, you can help people in so many ways, you know, you can help people through entertainment, you can help people through counseling, you can help people through just being there. Um, so there's a million ways to help people. And I think having the year off and doing something that you really want to do is amazing because it can put things into perspective and, sometimes you can kind of get carried away with what you think you need to be doing rather than what you actually want to do.
0: That's right and it's, it's really hard especially when you're surrounded with similar people with similar mindsets, similar goals, then you, you can really struggle to actually see whether or not you're enjoying what you're doing because it's more of a peer pressure to keep going to the top.
1: Yeah, it's a bit of a conveyor belt medicine and it's a bit of a bubble too. Um, What people, I think a lot of doctors forget is that a lot of people in the world don't have a medical degree. so (laughs) We're doing pretty, we're doing okay. (laughs) Now, I wanted to ask more about your junior doctor years. So you already touched on that. They were difficult, you know, not what you expected or what you envisioned. Can you tell us a bit more about it? Mm, And I think the
0: difficult part was was just the hours. Um, I still really wanted like my weekends off every time. I didn't expect that I was gonna work long days, like 15 hour days. But besides hours, I think the workload and the job itself I thought was fine. I actually quite enjoyed being a junior doctor because a lot of it is admin in terms of the day job. It's a lot of admin, a lot of juggling different things. Um, a lot of to-do lists, checklists which I really enjoy so I think um as long as you know how to manage your time and prioritize different things like junior doctoring can be like a a relatively easy job obviously that would be very different once you actually have to make decisions as a registrar or as a as a, as a boss
1: yeah definitely um it's interesting that you say that because being a junior doctor, you were kind of, well, you were already saying that you were questioning things already in medical school. Like it was kind of already there, that seed where you're questioning what you're doing. Mm. But then as a junior mm. doctor, you started saying it wasn't what you expected, but you still enjoyed the work. So it's interesting that you you say that you actually found the work okay besides the hours.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I guess um I was sort of brought up in a, in a family where work is just work. You don't have to like work to be able to complete a task, I guess. Um, so I never really questioned what I was doing. I was just doing it um, sort of nine to five. But it was only recently when I started listening to more more podcasts and um, more self-help books that I sort of reflected a little bit on, on my journey and what i really want to
1: do and what what do you really want to do
0: i don't know (laughs) and this is this is the year where i get to hopefully figure it out try lots and lots of different things um pick up new hobbies and then you know hopefully i can come come back with an answer for you
1: then okay maybe we'll have a second episode (laughs) and you'll know yeah and you can share it with everyone (laughs) <laughs> that's my hope <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I wanted I don't think I've asked you yet really but did you have an idea of you know what where you wanted to go in medicine what specialty you wanted to do or were you not sure yet
0: I'm not too sure yet but I definitely have ruled out lots of specialties and um, I don't want to do surgery because there's a lot of hours spent in the hospital it's really tough work I don't think I'll be doing research because I'm just really not good with sitting in one place <laughs> and dealing with numbers and and words and statistics. I'm thinking of medicine, specialising in some sort of medicine, maybe dermatology or gastro at the moment.
1: Okay, all right. So that's a good way to do it, like ruling out and then you can start looking at what's left?
0: <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, exactly, because I think um, – I feel like we just don't get enough exposure, to be honest, to be able to do the ruling out system very well. Um, And then they sort of expect you to step up and specialise, you know, think about what you want to train in as soon as you finish your two years. It's sort of the norm in New Zealand anyway. Step up during your third year to already know what you want to do for the rest of your life, which I think is um, a, a hard one for me
1: at the moment. Yeah, I totally feel you there. I had no idea. I still am unsure of my path within medicine, I believe this year I realized clinical medicine's not for me, but that's why this whole podcast and Balanced Medics exists to share all the other options because I, I just posted a, a blog post about this, about the not the specialties that aren't well known, just to get more info so people can easily see how long does this one take? How do you apply? What are the requirements? Because we don't get much exposure to things like public health or pathology or occupational and environmental medicine. Oh,
0: I don't even know that one existed. The last one, occupational and environmental.
1: Yeah, yeah, that exists. What is what does that involve? So I've written it down, but I, I swear I like forget it already. But basically it's about keeping a healthy work environment and safe work environment um and so i believe they do they can work in a lot of different areas like you can work in aviation medicine and things like that um so if you if anyone wants to check that out i've it's on com. i made a little blog post summarizing it all and new zealand and australia have the overlap with with the colleges
0: yeah yeah they do yeah yeah I'm, i'll make sure to to check it out as well. Yeah, I haven't
1: even heard of that before. Thanks. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, so there's options out there now. I wanted to get more into why you decided to take this year off. I know you've you've touched on it, but yeah, share more about it, please.
0: Yeah, it, like I said, it was difficult. It was a difficult decision to finally make that make the move, make the call. My parents were very upset that I'm doing this um, because. They think that I'm sort of wasting a year by, you know, not not pursuing medicine, not continuing with the journey. But a lot of it is influenced by my current boyfriend, and he's been having this dream for years and years, and he just wanted to try out what it's like to live on just your laptop and internet to see if this sort of lifestyle works. And because we're earning New Zealand dollars as well as US dollars online, living in a country in Asia, like Southeast Asia, you're able to live like a king, if you know what I mean. So he was really keen to try out, so he's been convincing me like sharing lots of different videos about digital nomading and and I guess at the time as well I was going through a pretty tough patch. medicine where I was burning up hardcore. So I decided, okay, why not? I'll just give it a try and see if I like it. And if I don't, there's always, you know, it's a return ticket back to New Zealand. And it's really easy to tap back into medicine. If you ever wanted to to, um, take a few months off or a year off, it's very easy to to do that.
1: Definitely. And I think it's so important to say that because it's very scary to leave, to hop off the the conveyor belt because you think you can't come back but you can
0: (laughs) that's right that's right and they're they're needing a lot of people um you you know especially now um like I I told you that a lot of my colleagues are quitting in the middle of the year so there is like a huge shortage around June in in New Zealand anyway like half of my colleagues are quitting around that time so there's always shortages and need of doctors.
1: Yeah, especially junior roles. There's always going to be a need for junior doctor roles. Yes. Now, you made a video about quitting medicine on your YouTube, which is why I – this is how I found you. Mm. So, But from my understanding, it's not complete quitting. Is that right? You plan, do you plan to go back? I do. This is a clickbait. <laughs> so um, I am a,
0: I'm quitting medicine for a year to try out digital nomading. And then I I am thinking of coming back. But look, if I make it really big online, like I'm able to monetize it and um, it's sustainable, then I might think about, you know, maybe making it a passive income or even working part-time hours in medicine. But ultimately, I do want to come back to medicine.
1: Okay, great, great. But maybe in a different way, depending how things go. That's right. Yeah, I...
0: Like I do have this dream of owning a dermatology clinic and then having all my family members sort of helping out. And I kind of do want to want that dream to, become, to, to come true. And I think this year is helpful because I'm also doing all sorts of different things that can help with that in terms of marketing, like digital marketing, sort of different business ideas. Um, so I'm actually seeing this as a year to learn different skills that could help with the future as well
1: yeah definitely growth in different ways learning other skills it's not a wasted year at all because you're growing in other ways
0: absolutely and I think it's really important that um, as doctors especially that we are growing um, more holistically in, in lots of different areas of life and A lot of my consultants actually speaking to a few of my bosses, I told them that, Hey, look, I'm taking a year off. I'm really nervous about it. I don't know if this is the right move. And they were super reassuring. They said, Oh my gosh, like this is exactly what I wish I could do that I did when um, I was in your position, because I think it's important that, you know, you have a lot more life experience and that will make you a better doctor and and then when you come back, you probably appreciate medicine even even more, um, seeing
1: what's out there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you spoke about how you're funding this year. Uh, your boyfriend is helping with that. Um, but can you tell us more how you're being a digital nomad? How did you do that?
0: Yeah. Um, so once I've decided that we will pursue this route, um, I started doing a couple of side hustles while we're still working, while working as a doctor. So I've started what I call, what we call affiliate marketing, um, basically means that you are writing a, an article recommending different products through Amazon and once a, a customer clicks into it, they buy that product, then you get a portion of that as a commission. So um, I've been working on my, my blog for a year and a half um, and we're making some money off that and it's, it's pretty cool actually because I, nowadays I only write one article per week and we're getting passive income from that and so that's one way that we're making money. Obviously, not obvious, um, we're making something like fifty USD a month at the moment, but that's because it's no longer sort of buying seasons. Past Christmas the sales go down. But it's not really sustainable. Like fifty US dollars not really sustainable. So other ways that I'm I'm getting I'm funding this trip is through freelancing. So there are lots and lots of jobs out there, like crazy amount of jobs out there that I didn't even know exist. Like writing, um doing sort of graphic designing, video editing just a few to, to list as examples and they pay pretty well they pay in USD so anything that you convert from USD is quite a lot of money when you're in Asia um what else and YouTube but that's not getting monetized at all because <laughs> it's a long journey um but that's a bit of a passion project but if, if that gets monetized then that would be like truly passive income which would be awesome
1: that's great to share to show that there's other options and that you can make it as a digital nomad, even as a doctor.
0: You can, that's right. Like, um, it's, it's not easy to do that, especially while you're working full-time as a doctor, for sure. But I think if you just persist and know that there is something good at the end of it and persist for even a couple of hours after work, um, you can create a source of passive income for yourself. And if that grows big enough, then if you really don't enjoy what you're doing in medicine, you could even cut your hours down and, yeah, make both of them work.
1: Yeah, there's always a way. And I think if you find something that you enjoy, you can find a way to make it work for you. Love it. That's the one. Um, Now, I ask this of everyone that comes on the podcast what is balance to you? That is a really tough question. Um, I, I, had,
0: I think balance, true balance, I think for me, is when you are happy with how you spend your free time. Um, obviously, this is different for everyone, but if you find yourself feeling guilty with how you're spending your free time, then I think something needs to change in terms of, the balance. And I, I don't really agree with you know lots of people say um doctors don't have good work life balance because they work really long hours but if they really enjoy working those hours like they are enjoying themselves while they're they're working those hours then I think that is balance. If you know what I mean. Because um sure like I I as a junior doctor we we do work sort of 60 hour um, 60 hour weeks and there's not a lot of spare time but in my spare time I was working on my side hustles like um, building my blog and it was it was tough because there was no income coming from that initially so I wasn't seeing any results um, but I enjoyed that you know I, I I loved doing what I'm doing now recording videos and talking to you on this podcast Um, all those things even though these are side hustles like you people call it work outside of work but I don't really see it as that so some people say I don't have a good work-life balance but since I enjoy doing all these things I think that's that's good balance
1: yeah and I think like you're saying balance is different for everyone you know and if it's something you enjoy it can give you energy as well Um, so finding something that you're doing like you might I know it's technically work but if you're enjoying it for the work itself even if there's no results it's worthwhile
0: Agreed. yeah and especially if um you know I guess it's keeping in mind that you're you're seeing the big picture instead of now the struggles now would lead to fruition in the future is how I like to look at it
1: Oh yeah, needing that patience because mm-hmm. they, no, no one's an overnight success. Even the even those um viral, you know, videos, YouTubers, all that stuff. Like they've been working for a long time to get there.
0: That's right. That's right. And I'm looking forward to seeing your YouTube channel as well. I, yeah,
1: I'll let you know if I if I make it. But I'm toying with the idea. Everyone listening, <laughs> stay tuned. <laughs> yeah, stay tuned. Stay tuned. I'll let you all know. Now, is there anything else you'd like to add that you think would benefit the listeners? I think if you want to do
0: something, just do it. Because if you don't, you're f- just like being on the conveyor belt you just sort of get swept away and life is really, really short, especially seeing after COVID, after the pandemic, I think a lot of doctors have this realisation that um, they sort of have other things that they also want to do. And if they don't do it, you know, you, you never really know what would happen the next day. So just just go for it. And medicine, you can always come back to medicine. That's That's the thing. Go for it. <laughs>
1: medicine will always be here you heard it here everyone just do it <laughs> and um, it reminds me of what so I love I don't know if you know this person but you should follow her if you don't already Dr una on um, MD. okay so inspirational and she has the best podcast for doctors and it's just about empowering yourself within and outside of medicine too and making businesses that actually you know make good income. And she says, what would you, imagine you're 90, it's your 90th birthday party, and you're looking back on your life. You know, would you have wanted to have done this or are you happy with what you've done? So I like I think about that a lot now. <laughs> yeah, when I'm 90, celebrating my 90th birthday, would I be glad I did the digital nomad year? That's right. I think I would be very glad. <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> Now, how can people find your YouTube and follow your journey okay um i'll
0: I guess I will send a link to you to my youtube channel um and, and I mostly will be posting vlogs of the travelling and sort of the day to day of being a digital nomad and getting an insight to to what it's really like and hopefully be able to help doctors out there who feel like they're a bit stuck and not really sure how to go about it to give you a bit of a head start of how how to even apply I guess um different jobs and whatnot
1: that's great it's so needed it's such important work because you know I know how it feels to be stuck I'm sure you do too and it can it can feel really bad To put it lightly, it can feel terrible. So knowing that there's options out there and that there's a way to change your situation in your circumstance is so important. So thank you for the work that you're doing and I look forward to following your journey. Awesome. Thank you for your time. You've been listening to the Balance Medics Handover Podcast. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, I'd love for you to take a minute to rate and review this podcast and click the follow button. For more resources, check out the Balance Medics website. The link to this will be in the show notes below. See you next episode.